Welcome back to Weird and Wacky News with Tyler and Jordan. Weird and Wacky News. Where I read the wacky news to Jordan. And I later find videos about it on TikTok. Well, speaking of which, did we, uh, we didn't look up. uh... I looked her up last night. Charlotte. Charlotte had not had her babies as of last night, but I can check again now while uh, while we're thinking of her. Want me to dance a jig while you look that up? Dance a jig and dance. dance Good thing it's audio only. <laughs> um, uh, there is a video, but it, she did not have her babies. Okay. It's of the one of the sharks dancing around. Oh. So yeah, she has not had her babies yet. She's still very lumpy. So for those other than James who may be listening to this that don't know, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, the stingray from last week's wacky news episode that is potentially pregnant with uh, baby shark pups. The news is trying to say, no, it's not possible. It's definitely parthiogenesis. But I want to believe that there are shark babies. So do I. Shark stingray. I'm getting cozy. Sorry (laughs) to read the news. Shark stingray baby things. Shingrays. Shingrays. Starks. (laughs) Little Tonys. (laughs) Little Tonys. Well, I was. uh, Oh, wasn't that 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 was the name of the family in uh, Game of Thrones too? Wasn't it? Oh yeah, House of Stark. Yeah. All right. Our first story takes us to Boston. More than a feeling. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection dog sniffed out something unusual in luggage from a traveler returning from Africa. Can you guess what it is? Um, blessed rains from Africa. Mummified monkeys. Oh, that's not what I was expecting. I thought we were going, this is going to be a Toto reference. No. (laughs) Mummified monkeys. The passenger returning from a visit to the Democratic Republic of Congo reported that the luggage contained dried fish, but an inspection at Boston Logan Airport revealed um, dead and dehydrated bodies of four monkeys agent said the traveler said he brought the monkeys into the u.s for his own consumption uh ryan Bissett, a cpb spokesperson said sunday raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals sometimes referred to as bush meat is banned in the u.s because of the threat of disease yeah well the potential dangers posed by bringing bush meat into the united states are real bush meat can carry germs that can cause illness including the ebola virus said julio caravia that yeah local port Thank director you. of for customs and border protection the incident happened last month but was made public on friday Bissette said Sunday that no charges were filed, but all the luggage was seized and nearly nine pounds of bush meat were marked for destruction by U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Good night. To those poor monkeys. 
and I love that we call it bushmeat. Like it, it gives it this very Australian vibe that I don't know what to do. <laughs> he was gonna consume mummified monkeys. Right. I don't. Does that mean they were like? Salted oh, there's a picture. And like, oh. I'll say. Let me see if I can save the picture. To put <laughs> on to share I'll have to it's not letting me save it on my computer but I can do it from my phone it wants to save it as a web page oh that's quite not, not what I was wanting I could do the snip tool this can go oh, away yeah. you could do that or print screen the old, the old standby yeah and then I'll have your face too you would have you can crop my face out but yes <laughs> all right well i'll leave it up so i can find it again okay uh, this, would you like, try i think it? it's it, it feels like this is like if someone tried to fly with like deer meat i wonder if it would get tagged the same way like would they consider deer meat to be bush meat i don't know if they would because you can like transport raw hamburger if you're gonna cook it on a plane? Can you take yeah. a hamburger? I mean, that's such a weird thing to take on a plane. But we I get, guess you could. We get alligator flown here. Like, you also, like, we get alligator flown here for weddings, for Somali weddings. For Somali weddings. And for the wealthier ones, we get crocodile flown here. Flown from, like, Florida or, like? I don't know where they're flown from. Yeah, I'm kind of curious where that'd be flown in from. Like, I don't doubt it happens. I mean, it would make sense. Um, but just like, yeah, I'm curious, kind of like, where is it coming from? But like, I know, like, that's considered game meat. Like, you know how venison is and squirrel and all that, you know, yeah. all the hunty stuff is considered game meat. But like, yeah, I wonder, bush I meat, game meat. the definition of bush meat. Yeah, because I'm kind of curious. Like, what, what is, is bush meat? Yeah, what is <laughs> what's bush meat? Um, the term bush meat refers to raw or minimally processed meat that comes from wild animals in certain regions of the world, including Africa and other areas, and may pose a communicable disease risk. So it has to be wow, coming so from a certain place. It sounds very targeted. Uh, yeah. If you ask me, it's like just language wise, that's sounds very targeted. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering like, if part of it was so that people that were big game hunting didn't bring the meat back and could only yeah, bring the skin I want, or bones. Yeah. I could see that. Like wanting to keep out like, yeah, their elephant meat. Mm-hmm. Elephants and all other manner of animals we have no business killing would you eat bush meat uh no don't think i would all right comment if you would eat it or not when i lived in uh saudi though interestingly enough like we had wild monkeys mm -hmm. and i always kind of wondered like wonder if like anyone actually eats them well, and now in... yeah well i yeah. mean now you know but now um, i know that in the democratic probably... republic of the congo Probably an aphrodisiac or something. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh 
Indiana Jones, uh, Temple of Doom, they eat chilled monkey brains. Mm. Mm. Looks like I don't think I could eat. Could you eat monkey? I don't think I could. I would try it. I would try human. Yeah, I could see that. I could see you trying human. Like, um... YOLO. Okay, Tyler, what about those people that prepare, like, the placenta from women? Oh, I would eat that for sure. You would eat it? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess... All right. That's that's interesting to me. They usually encapsulate it, though, but I, I... I would think it would taste like liver. <laughs> yes, a very <laughs> iron dense meat. Uh, and we know I need iron. You do need iron, actually. You do need iron. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I. I am actually I have flabbergasted myself thinking about this. But um, I ha- I dated somebody who who would uh, dry freeze placenta <laughs> for people. And like encapsulate them. Yeah. See, taking it as a pill, you're not really tasting it, though. I mean, I saw it though. I I, I saw the the freeze dried placenta, and I was just like, oh boy. Would they take that... the pictures where like it or would they dry the umbilical cord like a heart? Uh no, she didn't do anything like that. Oh okay. Sadly, it was not that creative, unfortunately, but. It was just a, yeah, it was a very unusual thing to see. Um, as far as I know, I never tasted any. That you Ooh, know. I don't know. She really sprinkled it on the food. Right. This is really good for you. Well, <laughs> adobo? Forget adobo. Just add some placenta. See, for me, because they say that it helps with postpartum depression. I've heard that, yeah. Um. Even if it's a placebo effect, I think that that's good. Honestly, with postpartum, I I, I got to agree with you. Yeah, like <laughs> anything like that that could help. Yeah. Um, assuage. Yeah. Especially since sad news, but did you hear about the lady who put her baby in the oven? Oh no! Is this a joke? No, like this. Oh, okay. Just happened like a week or two ago. Um, so she, I'm, I'm assuming she's going to claim postpartum psychosis, which is Uh worse than postpartum depression. Right. But she says she thought she was putting the baby in its crib and she put it in the oven. Oh my God. And then she called her dad, I want to say, and said, Hey, I accidentally put the baby in the oven and didn't call the police or the paramedics or anything. Her dad ended up calling them. And when they found the baby, it was, like, in its car seat by the door. So she had taken it back out of the oven. Okay. Uh, But it was, she had turned the oven on. Like, she cooked the baby. Oh, gee. Okay. So it it was too late. Yeah. Holy hell. No, I didn't hear this. Terrible. Terrible. That is, yeah, that's, oh. But, yeah, postpartum depression and psychosis has actually gotten worse over the last couple years since covid and the isolation and all of that during pregnancy and um just isolating ourselves still even after covid that depression in general has gotten worse so of course postpartum depression has gotten worse 
And oh, there's yeah, been absolutely. a lot more there's been a lot more uh uh harm towards children from parents and also harm towards parents from children. Yeah, I know like I was um I was teaching still um right at the right when the covid um covid hit so like yeah it was like as a teacher like it was really nerve-wracking uh, because teachers are often first reporters yeah of abuse and now with that like with that gone it was so terrifying because you didn't know what was going on yeah and you yeah i mean i i completely see why or how it got exacerbated by that and how it's worse now like i can't imagine especially like some of those people that are really angry all the time and then having to work from home and your kids are home uh-huh yeah and- like that was always yeah it was a huge concern like you know are these parents treating these kids all right yeah yeah that's terrible i made mine play outside you know, there's a lot to be said about that. I we mean, also, good things, obviously. Yeah, we also had COVID buddy friends of theirs that, like, they were the only kids that played together. Right. So that they were isolated the same as we were. And then we knew that if, yeah, so that they still had friends that they could play with. Which, yeah, I feel like that was probably really, really, really beneficial for them. Yeah. I mean, at first we weren't allowed to do that, but then when they started saying you could. Right. It was, <laughs> man, COVID's going to be one of those things that we're never going to be able to really kind of like grasp or explain well to future generations. Right? It's just like, it's like you had to be there. Well, and the kids Truly. asked me, they were like, oh, did you, or um, what did you do when you had to do this when you were a kid? I was like, I never had to do this. Yeah, like, it's so strange that these kids have this now in their lifetime where they have this event. Where it was like, a, we're normal, all just like a normal thing to them. Yeah. But yeah, for us, it's like, no, our childhood was not that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Back to wacky stories. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I derailed. I went to a dark place there for a moment. Oh, it's a dark place, man. I'm real sorry. So for this one, we're traveling over to London. Ah, London. Police in England say a drunken driver did the right thing after doing the wrong thing. (laughs) An emergency dispatcher received an unusual call just before noon Monday. (laughs) When a motorist reported he was driving drunk and he said and said he doesn't know what he is doing north yorkshire police said the man said he had a rough week (coughs) man calls the police to report that he is a drunk driver police said (laughs) using the british term for the offense drink driver yeah i i hate it i know i couldn't even say it it's not every day that this happens no i'm assuming not no i imagine not when officers arrived the 52 year old man was in a van on the side of the road a breath test revealed he was three times over the legal limit jesus what is the legal limit in london though 
I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. That's actually a really good question. Alcohol limit. 0.08. Okay, I, I've yeah. All right. Um, he was arrested Monday and held in custody and released after being charged Tuesday with drunken driving in um, Harrogate Magistrates Court. Yeah, that, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, well, you know, you always hear those stories of like people getting high on weed and then like calling. My hands are knives. <laughs> Yeah, like calling 911 and being like, <laughs> sounds like, you know, a, a very similar situation. He just had remorse for whatever the hell he was. Have you heard that call, though? My hands are knives. Well, can you put the knives down? No, they are my hands. <laughs> no, I have not heard this call. I don't know if it's like fake or not, but it's hilarious. All right. So next one. This one's in Albany, New York. Hey, that's an easy one for you to pronounce. Albany, <laughs> a New York City man who admitted to smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants through a U.S. Canadian oh border crossing, was God. sentenced Wednesday to a year of probation and fined five thousand dollars for federal by federal prosecutors. Calvin Bautista, thirty-eight. Oh crossed into northern New York with the hidden snakes on a bus from Montreal to New York City on July 15, 2018. The young adult snakes, oh, so they were not babies. I was like, okay, if there were babies, maybe you can hide them. Were hidden in the inner thigh of his pants in snake bags tied to his pant drawstrings. They were discovered by U.S. Customs and Border protection officers according to court documents and released from the office of the u.s attorney carla b friedman oh the queen's so he... resident purchased the snakes which were worth more than 2500 at a reptile store in canada according to the court documents importation of burmese pythons is regulated by an international treaty and by u.s federal regulations listing them as in injurious to human beings <laughs> you don't say the burmese python um, one of the world's largest snakes is considered a vulnerable species in its native asia and is invasive in florida where it threatens native animals <laughs> Bertista's oh attorney had no comments. <laughs> I would imagine not. What do you say? I mean, like, what what can you possibly say? <laughs> like, you know, like this guy is less just—he's just extremely lucky. It went to plan, and like he didn't have snakes loose on what was it? Was it a bus? You said snakes on a plane on a bus. Yeah, snakes on a bus. Snakes on a bus. <laughs> like. How big would they be? Because they get really big when they're adults instead of young adults. Right. Yeah, Burmese pythons aren't, they're not messing around size-wise. They're huge. Yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> I uh, was listening recently to a, a podcast that was covering the, um, I don't know if you remember, right after 9-11, there was a guy who tried to, um, he tried to blow up a plane with a shoe bomb which is why we have to take our shoes off now. Oh, 
oh, at airports I always in wondered the US. That. Yeah. And like it, this kind of went over that the story of that guy and like it, it's 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 very similar like like what were you expecting to have happen here? Snakes in my pants. That had to be uncomfortable. But there have been no reports of human deaths from Burmese pythons in Florida, which is interesting. How many people have been? Oh, that was the same question. Um, I want to look up their size though. Size about sixteen feet. Oh. The Burmese python is the largest subspecies of the Indian python and one of the six largest snakes in the world. Length of over 15 feet are common and they may exceed 22 feet. Oh, the average is 16 feet as adults in human care. However, the average is 16 feet. Holy moly, though. Jeez. I mean, obviously, this wasn't like 16 feet in his pants because like. <laughs> no. No. Uh, but, so Burmese pythons can be up to 200 pounds. Good night. That's that's a lot of weight. Yeah. All right. This next one's in Johnston, Rhode Island. Oh, never been. What are we doing up there, guys? Like all these are up in like the upper east coast. Mm-hmm. A coyote um that a hiker killed with his bare hands has tested positive for rabies the rhode island department of environmental management and the rhode island department of health announced the hiker was attacked on friday and bitten on the leg while walking in the woods in johnston according to the police the hiker pinned the coyote down by its neck killing it by cutting off its air supply police said the same coyote is believed to have attacked a dog walker the other day uh, before in nearby Skituit officials nearby Skituit? I don't know it's unusual for coyotes to attack a human under normal circumstances tests at Rido Rhode Island State Health Laboratories confirmed the rabies infection it was only the Yikes. third report of rabid coyote in Rhode Island since 1994. Yeah, when I think Rhode Island, I don't necessarily think coyotes. Or rabies. Or rabies. In January 2020, a man fatally strangled a coyote with his bare hands after the animal attacked him and his family as they hiked in New Hampshire. That coyote was tested for rabies, but it is unclear whether the results were positive. Interesting. So, so the dead coyote tested positive for rabies. About the guy who killed the rabid coyote, did he? Does he have rabies? <laughs> um, they usually give you shots right afterwards that prevent you from getting rabies. Okay. And I think they have to do them like in your stomach. Ooh. Like it has to be in certain type of fat. So I think it has to be in your stomach. If your butt isn't big enough, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. The next one is in Florida. All right. Good old Florida. Tampa, Florida. Oh. A wayward, guess the animal. Uh, eel. 
land animal? Oh, a <laughs> uh, giraffe. Okay, close. A wayward kangaroo was <laughs> corralled safely by sheriff's deputies Thursday after it was reported hopping around the pool area of a Florida apartment complex. <laughs> The Hillsboro County Sheriff's Office released a video and still photos of the kangaroo, including some footage shot from helicopter. <laughs> Why would the money the money we spend on some things? I know. Uh, and then not on other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially Florida. The agency, the agency also released audio of a female resident of the complex calling in to report it. I actually see a kangaroo. It's kind of a large kangaroo, the unidentified woman says. We got him closed in the pool gate. (laughs) Deputies were able to figure out the animal's owner and reunite them after checking for its proper registration. The agency said in a Facebook post, no injuries to the kangaroo or any people were reported. Oh my god. Who has a pet kangaroo? I know I knew you could have um wallabies, but I didn't know you could have a kangaroo. But like just, you don't even ooh, need ooh. like any special certifications for wallabies in certain states. I just I'm flabbergasted that someone would want a a, a pet kangaroo. How tall of a fence would you need to have? I feel like you need a really large fence. You would you would need you would need so much for a kangaroo. What's the like? What's the benefit? What's the takeaway there? Like, what is the appeal of a kangaroo? Like, what? I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, mm. it is a mystery because I'm not sure. Oh, we got another uh, nuclear warhead here. Oh, perfect! A different one. Love those nuclear warheads. An inert rocket of the type used to carry a nuclear warhead has been found in the garage of a home of a deceased resident in Washington State, police said. Bellevue police responded Thursday to a report of a military-grade rocket in the garage of a home in the city across Lake Washington from Seattle. Police said an Air Force museum in Dayton, Ohio, had called Wednesday evening to report an offer to donate the item, which a neighbor said had been purchased at an estate sale. Oh, my God. Bomb squad members inspected the rusting object and found it was a Douglas Air 2 Genie, previous designation MB-1, an unguided air-to-air rocket that is designated are designed to carry a 1.5 KTW-25 nuclear warhead. Jesus. There was no warhead attached and there was no rocket fuel, essentially meaning that the item was an air artifact with no explosive hazards. Good grief. Could you imagine finding that in a dead person's like garage, though? No, but I like that it was sold at an estate sale. Like, what? what did they sell it as? <laughs> and someone just came um, along and was like, oh, oh, a warhead. Why, yes. Oh, goodness. This will look nice in the garage. I'll put it <laughs> by my trophy fish. All right. 
This one's in Copenhagen. All right. Denmark. Denmark's the spot. Not all heroes wear capes. Some don't wear anything at all. Oh. With only towels around their waist, patrons aboard a floating sauna in Norwegian fjord rescued two people whose car had plunged into the water. The car appeared to have driven off the quay. quay. Q-U-A-Y. Yeah. Yeah. On Thursday at the, oh God. <laughs> Acker Shastranda, an area, yeah. <laughs> an area where ships dock at the foot of the Norwegian Norwegian um, capital. The, the crazy thing is, we have people in Denmark that listen to the podcast. Okay, I'm so sorry, y'all. You're just <laughs> capital Oslo's picturesque medieval fortress and castle. A witness told the Norwegian VG newspaper that the they that he saw the car stopped before it suddenly accelerated and ended up in the water. The paper reported that the driver had thought the vehicle was in park when he hit the accelerator pedal. Oh no. Oh, so it was an accident. I was a little worried it was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. Um We don't need that. That's not that weird. Oh, here we go. Oh, I always wanted this to happen to me as a child. Oh, okay. What? What is it? What can right. tell? This is in Australia. Okay. Um, Australian police came to the aid of a three-year-old boy after he became trapped inside a claw machine at a suburban shopping mall. <laughs> The video of the unusual rescue Saturday was shared on social media by Queensland police on Thursday. It showed the toddler sitting inside the glass walled box filled with plush toys, blissfully unaware of his predicament. (laughs) (laughs) The boy's father, Timothy Hopper, said his son had disappeared into the claw machine at Price Spencer and inside it in a split second. I had zero chance to react to it. How? He's climbing up. <laughs> yeah, like like I can understand. I can understand like being like, oh, I turned away for a second and he climbed up in there, but like not being like, I didn't have any chance to grab him. Yeah, and... you're not gonna like he's not gonna fit snug, you know? Uh... It's gonna be like uh, square peg round hole. <sighs> this goes in the square hole. I had zero chance to react to it it was unbelievable how fast he climbed up in there the Australian Broadcasting Corporation reported Hopper saying I love that his name's (laughs) Hopper Hopper the video then shows the officer and the boy's parents encouraging him into a safe corner at the back of the machine and to cover his eyes while the police shattered the glass panel to free him how do they put the stuffed animals in there yeah, isn't there like a just a it opens? It does, it usually has a side that opens. I feel well, I feel like the police are not exactly a fine tool themselves, <laughs> you know. Wow, you gotta use the brute force. 
The video ends with one of the officers joking with the boy, you want a prize, which one do you want? Well, now that it's covered in glass. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, remember, kids, don't play with glass. I couldn't react. Before I knew it. Oh, here's an interesting one. Do you All think right. do you think birds are real? I do, of course. They're not real. Oh my god, birds are real. <sighs> this is in uh New Delhi. Oh. Indian police cleared a suspect. A suspected Chinese spy pigeon after eight months' detention and released it into the wild Tuesday. <laughs> News agency Press Trust of India reported the pigeon's ordeal began in May when it was captured near a port in Mumbai with two rings tied to its legs, carrying words that looked like Chinese. <laughs> it took them eight months to determine what was on this bird's legs. Uh-huh. Police suspected like <laughs> suspected it was involved in espionage and it and took it in, later sending it to Mumbai's um by Sakar by Dinsha Petit Hospital for Animals. I am oh, so yes. sorry about those words. Uh, eventually, it turned out the pigeon was an open water racing bird from Taiwan that had escaped and made its way into India. With police permission, the bird was transferred to Mumbai Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, whose doctors set it free on Tuesday. Oh my goodness. M Mumbai police could not be reached for comment. It is not the first time a bird has come under police suspicion in India. <laughs> in 2020, police um, in India controlled Kashmir, controlled Kashmir released a pigeon belonging to a Pakistani fisherman after a probe found that the bird, which had flown across the heavy militarized border between the nuclear armed nations, was not a spy. And oh my God! In 2016, another pigeon was taken into custody after it was found with a note that threatened Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Oh yeah, good old Modi. Uh, oh that's that's funny. You see a bird, and you're like, you know what? It's a spy bird. Oh, this is terrifying. This one's in New Hampshire. In Manchester, oh. a woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage and was later rescued from a trash truck that had compacted the contents while she was inside. Fire department officials in New Hampshire said, luckily, yeah, luckily neighbors heard her screams and the trash compartment was equipped with a camera. The driver spotted the woman stuck inside and called 911. By then, the driver had reportedly um, com compacted the garbage up to four times. <laughs> the Manchester Fire Department said in a news release, rescuers used a basket ladder to reach the top of the truck and lift her out. By then, she was standing, talking, yelling, and was not alert enough to answer questions. 
the news <laughs> release said. The woman was taken to the hospital after Monday's misadventure. <laughs> misadventure. Her yeah, na- misadventure. Her name was not released. I bet it wasn't. In How 30- do you... <laughs> oh, go ahead. In 32 years, I've never seen anything like this in my whole career. Battalion Chief Bob Boudet told WMUR-TV, it's alarming because you don't really think it's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that that tracks Bob. <sighs> Normally doesn't happen. But it did. Oh my gosh, there was a a snow plow naming contest. Guess which state that's in? Uh Alaska. Nope. Oh. Washington? Nope. Oregon? Nope. Ohio? No. New York? No. Okay, Texas. I don't know. <laughs> Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> I guess uh, you get some snow up there. It's just a little. Uh, travelers in northwestern Minnesota can shake off their trepidation about hitting the winter roads knowing Taylor Drift is clearing a path ahead of them. <laughs> Taylor Drift. The snowplow named for Taylor Swift. Oh, we didn't get that. Was the run runaway runaway winner of Minnesota's fourth annual Name a Snowplow contest with eight new names announced Tuesday. Taylor Drift received 12,027 votes. Nearly twice as many as the second place finisher, Clark W. Blizzwald. <laughs> oh my god. Honoring the star character of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay, well, it's all the vacation movies, but okay. Yeah. In order of votes received, the winners out of 49 finalists were Dolly Plowton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Waipa Heinte. I am so sorry. Waipa it's a Dakota word for snowplow. It sounds like it's trying to say wait behind me. But Bayon Slay. Bayon Slay. Uh, you're killing me, squalls. Oh my God. Fast wow. And, fast and Flurious. <laughs> and Barbie's Dream Plow. Barbie's Dream Plow. <laughs> how did i not know this was a thing minnesota's vote in huge numbers for these government tim walls said at a news conference thousands and thousands of minnesotans come up with incredible creativity the governor stood beside an orange painted plow with a sticker bearing its new name barbie's dream plow barbie's dream plow Waltz uh, thanked the state's snowplow drivers for braving dangerous conditions, working 12-hour shifts and clearing 200 miles or more at a time. The eight winning names were assigned to snowplows in different districts, the Taylor Drift going to one of the northwest Minnesota's, one in northwest Minnesota, and Barbie's Dreamplow going to another in the Twin Cities metro. The often icy state began naming its roughly 800 plows in 2020. 
more than three dozen names already grace trucks scraping snow off Minnesota Highway. The Minnesota Department of Transportation started the contest as a way to cheer people up during the COVID-19 pandemic, said Ann Meyer, a spokeswoman for the agency. <laughs> Aww. We have a lot of fun with the contest each year, but I also hope um, in its own way it increases the security and safety of the men and women who operate the snowplows, Meyer said. Oh, because you're painting them and putting the names on them. People are looking out Right. Them. Myers um, urges people to slow down and keep a good distance from snowplow drivers. About 100 snowplows get hit each winter season in Minnesota. Well, you can't even see them because... Right. <laughs> Don't drive fast when you can't see the road in front of you. There, That is a good nugget of advice, yes. You were here during one of those times. I was. <laughs> And we went over a lot of drifts. We did go over a lot of drifts. Yeah. No plow in sight. No plow in sight. The name a snowplow contest is a way to personalize both the massive trucks and the people who drive them. Yeah. All right. Waypahinti is the first Dakota name applied to a snowplow by a popular vote. Outside the contest, employees of the State Department of Transportation gave three snowplows a Dakota name. <sighs> okay. Ikamna Blizzard and Jibaway names uh, Jiwedin, the North Wind, and Gunodaban Snow Vehicle. In previous years, to acknowledge the highways, the state plows adjacent to tribal lands with over 50,000 snowplow name snowplow name submissions since 2020 wow. <laughs> the response in minnesota has prompted states and cities across the country to hold similar contests a name and uh, to name snowplows including alaska california ohio and massachusetts wow Oh, previous winners over the years in Minnesota include Plowy McPlowface. Oh, how could we all forget Bodie McBoatface? Darth Blader. <laughs> Darth Blader. Blizzard of Oz. Ooh, that's a good one. Scoop Dog. <laughs> and Han Snowlo. Han Snowlo. Oh, these are so good. Quick, Tyler, think of a plow name after Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> I know, I couldn't either. If you guys could think of one, that'd be great. Yeah, let's hear your plow <laughs> names. Darth Small. <laughs> uh, Dar Darth Skeetius. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Palpatine, what? Um, okay, oh goodness, there's some that are like not that funny, but they're crazy. You like crazy. Um, 
That one's sad. We're not reading that what? one. Okay. Ooh. This one happened in Denver. Okay. Lionel High City. A motorcyclist who authorities say posted a video of himself on YouTube speeding from Colorado Springs to the Denver metro area on Interstate 25 in 20 minutes, a trip that typically takes about an hour, is wanted on multiple charges. Why would you Imagine. post that? Imagine that. Why? You know, I don't. I, I guess bravado. You know, you got to be like, yeah, got to be an idiot. It's the testosterone. Be, yeah. Yes. Yes. This is very much so testosterone related. <laughs> like, <laughs> Rendon Dietzman, a 32-year-old from Texas, recorded himself September 28th going more than 150 miles per hour, squeezing through small gaps in traffic, and traveling on the shoulder, according to a Colorado State Patrol news release sent wednesday the video has since been deleted from youtube but the state patrol shared a clip with the news release like they didn't think someone would have like saved it before you uh -huh. it off youtube deitzman who is known as gixerbra on youtube <laughs> that sounds like a good name he posted a, a multiple similar videos from different parts of the country oh i bet they're gonna go after him too he is wanted on charges of menacing, engaging in a speed contest, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles per hour over the limit. Uh, I seem like more than 40 miles per hour over the limit. Engaging yeah. in an exhibition um, of speed and driving without a license plate attached. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is an extreme example but sadly a real one state patrol sergeant troy kessler said if you drive like this you can expect to be arrested when you are located this is the best outcome for a person who drives violently since the smallest mistake could result in his death or that of an innocent person in the area the state patrol coordinated with the Dallas Police Department in Texas and the El Paso County District Attorney's Office in Colorado to identify the writer as Deitzman, whose hometown was not released. Investigators say numerous drivers and online viewers contacted the Colorado State Patrol about the incident. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm not a fan of law enforcement, like especially like cops and the whole speeding thing. Like I think it's a load of garbage and like you wouldn't see me helping the cops. But like at the same time, like, dude, you can't just be going like 125 on your bike No. in traffic. Like, no, you're endangering the lives of others. And yeah, that's that's not cool, though. So it's like, don't, don't do that. Don't be like Deitzman. Dixer bra. Dixer bra. All right. Here's the last one, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one happened in New Orleans. Orleans. With their pro purple, gold, and green colors and toy babies inside, 
Hidden inside king cakes are staples of Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans, but apparently they're also valuable enough to steal. At least this time of year during the carnival season. A thief stole seven king cakes, about as many as he could carry, during a break-in last week at a New Orleans New Orleans, sorry, bakery. <laughs> the thief also took uh, cash and a case of vodka and bittersweet oh. confections last Wednesday, according to New Orleans Police Department. Our king cakes are just that good, the bakery wrote on social media. Way to run with it. <laughs> Yeah, but, but please come and purchase one during our regular store hours. <laughs> well, <Yeah>, it's <laughs> well, it's a secular celebration, carnival in New Orleans and around the world is strongly linked to Christian and Roman Catholic traditions. The season begins on January sixth and the twelfth day after Christmas, and continues until Mardi Gras known as Fat Tuesday, which is the final day of feasting, drinking, and revelry before Ash Wednesday and the fasting associated with Lent. King cakes are among the foods most associated with carnival in New New Orleans. The rings of pastries are adorned with purple, green, and gold sugar and icing, and they often have a tiny plastic baby hidden inside as a prize. One Ew. wisecracker. You've never had a king cake? I've never had a king cake. Oh. Wine wisecracker responded to the bakery's social media post with a tongue-in-cheek false admission that he was the thief. It was me. I'm holding all seven babies hostage until I get a lifetime supply of king cakes from you every year, the man posted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so a king cake is like a ring cake, and you cut it up, and then you serve it all, like, to the family or whoever's at the party. Um, And whoever has the baby in their piece. uh, Right. So there's different traditions, but in... um, I don't know if this is just Hispanic or not, but so in my ex-husband's uh, family, which they're from Mexico, that person who gets the baby has to make um, make Easter dinner, I want to say. Oh, okay. And that person has to hold Easter at their house. That's what they oh, would wow. do. Uh, I don't know if other people do it differently, but... Other people like you win a prize if you get the baby, like right. Um, and then other ones will put multiple babies in the cake so that a bunch of kids will get them. <laughs> but yeah, they're these little tiny plastic babies. So, yeah, I've never, I've never had a king cake. Never even heard of them. Hmm. Yeah, you are so uncultured. Wow. I spent. I I did witness Carnival in Germany though when I lived there. So you missed it? No, I was there. I was I was there uh, for Carnival in Germany. Oh, okay. One more. Okay. <laughs> in Marion, Indiana, a truck hauling zebras and camels for a series of weekend circus performances caught fire early Saturday on a northeastern Indiana 
highway prompting a police rescue of the animals which roamed along the freeway some munching on grass the tractor trailer caught fire about 2 a.m along interstate 69 (laughs) nice in grant county and a state trooper a grant county sheriff's deputy and a third person unnamed rescued (laughs) just a third person Rescued the five zebras, four camels, and a miniature horse. <laughs> little leading... Sebastian. <laughs> little Sebastian. <laughs> By leading them off the smoke-filled trailer, said Sergeant Stephen Glass with Indiana Police State Police. Both officers were treated at, at a hospital for smoke inhalation and later released, but none of the animals were injured, he said. They didn't have smoke inhalation? Yeah interesting the truck driver a 57 year old sarasota florida man was not injured why didn't he get the animals off the trailer you know that's a good question all northbound lanes of i-69 were closed until about 6 30 a.m four and a half hours once the area was cleared up of (laughs) and the animals were taken away by another truck the Grant County Sheriff's Office posted photos and videos on Facebook of camels walking on the highway and later standing along the shoulder and its median with zebras and law enforcement officers. The posting <laughs> included the message, no harm to our furry friends. Oh, boy. These poor animals. Too bad they didn't, like, get out. And not have to go to the circus, you know? <laughs> Just escape that life. That would have been cool. But alas. Oh, there's more. Oh. One video show. <laughs> I was like looking at the other articles that it was trying to show me. One video shows some of the zebras munching on grass in a surreal scene several miles east of the city of Marion located about 60 miles northeast of Indianapolis. It's not something we see every day, said Deputy Brent Bessett. Did you really have to say that? At the Grand County Sheriff's Office. <laughs> you <laughs> don't obvious, say. Obvious statement is obvious. The, tr- <laughs> the truck was bringing the animals from Florida to Fort Wayne for four weekend circus performances in the northeastern Indiana city, benefiting the Mizpah Shrine Circus and Steve Trump. Oh, it's circus director. That's unfortunate. He that said, unfortunate. He said the performances are annual fundraiser for the Mizpah Shrine Circus to help pay for the upkeep of the Shrine Center in Fort Wayne to allow us to use our other fundraisers for what we're known best for taking care of kids taking care of kids every day trump said the truck truck's crew stopped the vehicle along the highway to check a problem with the vehicle and discovered a fire that quickly spread threatening the animals on its trailer until they were rescued the fire destroyed the truck and a second truck was sent from fort wayne to pick up the animals from the highway and bring them to fort wayne's memorial coliseum to await their roles in the weekend's family-friendly circus performance, he said. Mm. I was thrilled that things worked out that way, Trump said. 
doesn't get any easier hearing that. <laughs> ah, a video started playing in my ears. All right, yeah, that's the news. That's the news. <laughs> oh, do you have any news? Do I have any news? Yeah. I don't have any news, uh, sadly. Oh. Or maybe that's not sadly. I don't know. But no, I don't have any uh, any news to report. Nothing cool happening in, in Ohio? I mean, it's Ohio. True, true. So now, no. Yeah, now I have to torture uh, Jordan with the two movies that I made them watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah, we hope that you have a lovely uh, day and that <laughs> you enjoyed the news. Um, and we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Crows out.